0: Apparently all of those singing lessons I gave them paid off. <laughs> and if you'll buy that, <laughs> have, have you, uh, you ever had one of those thoughts that just kind of grabbed onto your mind and you, you couldn't let go of it and it just sort of just attached itself and you just pondered it over and over? I've been, I've been wondering, and perhaps you have wondered the same thing, why, why is it that that, all hot dogs look alike. They're inbred. I, uh, that, that's just food for thought. <laughs> All right. I just wanted you to have something to remember after this message is done, because I know you're going to go to lunch and go, what did he say? He spoke about hot dogs, right? If you have a Bible with you, and I sure hope that you do, find Psalm 107, verse 21 and 22. Here is what the writer of the psalm said. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice... The sacrifices of thanksgiving, and declare his works with rejoicing. And we've all heard the saying, talk is cheap. Uh, Believers should not only give thanks, but because of what God has done for us, we should live thanks. Amen? Amen. Call it thanks living. That should be what characterizes our lives we know that of all people on this planet christians should be the most thankful people in the world somebody has rightly said this the sin of ingratitude should never be found in the life of the redeemed and he's absolutely right look at all God has done for us. As followers of the Lord Jesus Christ we are to offer to God what the Bible calls the sacrifices, plural, of thanksgiving. When you think of of the sacrifice that whole word kind of makes you think of the priest in the Old Testament who offered countless thousands, perhaps millions upon millions of sacrifices for the sins of the people. And there's a sense, and Peter tells us this, there's a sense in which we are priests unto God. Now you may have never thought of yourself that way, but Peter says this, you're a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Peter says that those who have been called out of darkness into His marvelous light are priests. And as priests, we ought to be able to offer God the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Amen? Amen. We should be the most grateful people on the planet. Now, I want to just spend a few moments with you uh, talking about some spiritual sacrifices of thanksgiving that you can apply to your life and turn thanksgiving into thanks living we can say that we are thankful and then go and stuff ourselves with stuffing and watch football and become a couch potato but there ought to be more than that to thanksgiving day right Yes, absolutely. Well, we're going to examine several passages in just a few moments that we have together, because we also want to come to the Lord's table today and, and just remember with thankful hearts all that He's done for us. So just a few moments, a very brief message this morning on the sacrifice of thanks living. Look, if you will, first of all, at Romans 12:1, we should present our person. Our, our lives as a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Look at Romans 12:1. "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a what? Yes. Living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service." Some of your Bibles translated your reasonable act of worship. It's reasonable. It's reasonable for us to offer our lives because of all that He's done for us. Why should I do it? Well, look at the reason for doing it. It's by the mercies of God. Why should my life be a living sacrifice to God? Folks, it's easy because He gave His life for me. What the beautiful song you just heard was about. He suffered. He bled. He died on that cross. And when sin drove those nails into His hand, His beating heart was saying, I love you, Frank. I love you all. And folks, those nails were my sin, and my hard heart was the, was the hammer. When I think of such things, I can hardly contain my, myself because I cannot fathom the depth of love that would... Be a part of him to take himself all the way and offer his life a ransom for me. And Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, because of the mercies God's had, because of God's goodness, that because of that, you present your bodies as a living sacrifice for him. It's a similar thought but I want you to look at this passage up on the screen from 2 Corinthians, because it kind of looks at it from a different, a different point of view, but I think it's essentially saying the same thing. Verse 14, for the love of Christ compels us. When you consider the love that Jesus has for you, that ought to be a driving motivation. Because we judge thus, if one died for all, then all died. And He died for all, look at this, That those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Paul said to the Galatians, I die daily. Paul saw his life as an act of worship. He laid down his life every day. That's, That's a living sacrifice. You know what our Lord did. He served one who betrayed him. He healed one who came to arrest him after Peter chopped his ear off. He healed the man who was part of that mob. And then He loved the very world that crucified Him. The reason we should be a living sacrifice is because all God has done for us, the mercies of God. And Paul says, that's the reason, but look at the requirement of it. it, it how, how must I give myself to Him? How? Voluntarily. We give ourselves voluntarily. Voluntarily. He says this in verse 1 again, look, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of service. So no less than four times he says you, your. What does that indicate? The implication is, is that Paul, nor anyone else, can force you or I to become a living sacrifice. Nobody can make you do that. The word present is a word that was used of a man joining an army voluntarily. There are two ways you can get into the army. You can go down and present yourself or they can draft you. But folks, there's nobody that can make you do this. You must do it willingly. Here, here Lord of my own free will I present myself." And have you ever just laid yourself out on the altar of service for Jesus and said, Lord it's not what I want, it's what you want with my life. That's a living sacrifice. But you know the problem with a living sacrifice is that it can walk away from that altar. <laughs> you ever think about that? The picture here, in, 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 I think in Paul's mind is he's talking about sacrifices. As you go all the way back into the Old Testament where God had Moses build a tabernacle out there in the wilderness and that became the the central place of worship among the the millions of Hebrews that came out of Egyptian bondage. That was their worship center. That was the place where, where God's glory dwelt. But as you would walk through the gate of that tabernacle there would be this brazen altar. And the people who brought their their, their offering to God, it would be slain and then it would be be cut up and it would be placed on this this altar. And because it was you know, I'm gonna be a little gross here, but because it was fresh blood and meat, it, it could have a tendency to slide off the altar. And so what God instructed the priest to do was to have these things called flesh hooks, which had cords attached, and they would sink them into the flesh and then, a, then and, and put those cords down and anchor that sacrifice to the altar where it couldn't move. It was also a picture of Jesus being bound to the cross. But in a practical way it served simply to keep that slippery piece of meat from sliding off the altar. <laughs> now I know that's kind of a strange illustration to think of, but let me ask you a question I think you'll understand. Have you ever made a commitment to the Lord and then tended to kind of slide away from that commitment. A couple of you shook your heads. I heard the rattling. (laughs) Have you ever told the Lord, that's the last time I'll ever do that, Jesus. I'll never do that again. Lord, from now on, every single day you can count on me. And then you just kind of, after a period of time, slide off of that altar of sacrifice. We've all been there, right? Every one of us have said, Lord, I'll do that for you every day but it doesn't always work. The two flesh hooks if you will that will keep you and I bound to the altar, devotion. That is your love for Jesus. That's Why Peter said you need to grow in His grace, right? You, and Paul said the, the love of Christ constrains us. It's, it's, and it's your love for Jesus, your devotion to Jesus, the love of Christ compels me, but is also discipline. Not just devotion but discipline. Those are the two flesh hooks that are going to keep you on the altar. Devotion and discipline. They'll keep you bound to the altar so that you stay locked in place as a living sacrifice. You see, thanks living is offering yourself, that is your person, to the Lord. You say, Lord, before you, I give you everything. I give you myself completely. The old hymn writer Isaac Watts wrote this hymn, and it'll be familiar to some of you, but it's a beautiful old hymn. Drops of grief could ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away, tis all that I can do. I'm giving myself away to you, Lord. That's the sacrifice of your person as a sacrifice of thanks living. But not only do we present our person, but we also are to present our praise as a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Hebrews 13:15. It's up here on the screen, or you can turn to it there in your Bible. Therefore, by Him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. Now I'm going to give you something, tell you something that just might amaze you. Maybe you've never thought of this. But God God would rather have your praise than your money. You see, your praise is of more value to God than whatever you put in that offering plate. Let me show you a passage of Scripture. You can just write this down Psalm 69, verse 30 and 31, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bull which has horns and hooves. Whatever I bring to the the, the altar, while that is important, he says, This pleases the Lord, too, when I give praise to His name in a song. Folks, your praise will please the Lord more than your material gifts. Now listen, praise is no substitute for your material gifts. We're going to see that here in just a moment. But understand just how important your praise is, and that your praise really ought to be a way of life. By Him, therefore, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. You see, you don't come to church to praise the Lord. You bring your praise with you to church. That's the way it should be. Amen? Amen. You enter into His courts, into His gates with thanksgiving in your heart. You enter into His courts with praise. You're already doing that before you come in here and secure your chair. You see, That's why the psalmist said this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. See, you don't come to church to praise the Lord. Listen, you don't commence your praise here. You should be continuing your praise when you get here. Amen? And you know what? Nobody Ought to coerce us or have to beg us to sing, to offer those kinds of praises to God. If we have to beg you to sing to the God who saved you, something is already wrong in your heart. It should be flowing from your heart. Psalm 119, verse 108 except I pray the free will offerings of my mouth. Isn't that great? Lord, what I'm gonna sing, what I'm gonna say, is to be a praise offering to you. So we present our person as a sacrifice for thanks living. And we present our praise as a sacrifice of thanks living. But thirdly, we should present our possessions as a sacrifice of thanks living. Our bodies, that's our person. Then it's our praise, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The third is our possessions. Look at verse 16. If you're still in Hebrews 13, look at the very next verse. Verse 15 says, let, Therefore by Him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Look at the, verse 16 though. But don't forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices God is well pleased. So, we share Our possessions. The word means to distribute, to be generous. The most generous people on the planet ought to be the redeemed of God. It it means to take our material possessions, the things that God has entrusted to us as stewards, and then bless others with their use. That is to be a spiritual sacrifice the Apostle Paul during the course of his missionary journeys, and he started so many churches and did so much work. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. But there was one particular congregation that just kind of went above and beyond others. And Paul commended them on, on several occasions. It was the church in the city of Philippi. And he wrote this in Philippians chapter 4, verse 18, And it speaks of how they sacrificed. Their their giving to Paul was an act of of sacrificing. It was an act of worship. He he says this, Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you. Look at this. A sweet-smelling aroma and acceptable sacrifice well-pleasing to God. So yeah, if you want to express to God just how thankful you are to Him for all that He's done for you, your thankfulness can be expressed in how you give back out of the resources He's committed to your trust. And the writer of Proverbs says this, "'Honor the Lord with your possessions.'" and with the first fruits of your increase. You know what he's saying? The first fruits was the very, when they would harvest a crop, you've heard the the term, that's the cream of the crop, right? That's the first fruits. It's the cream of the crop. You're giving God the good stuff, not the leftovers. You you don't give God the crumbs of your, your week, right? You see, God doesn't want simply a place in your life He wants preeminence in our lives, right? You're to honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruit of all of your increase. You see, thanks living demonstrates our gratitude for all of what God has done for us. We present our bodies as a living sacrifice. It requires discipline, it requires devotion to our Lord to live for His glory and His honor. Thanks living is sacrificing our person, our praise, and our possessions. That is the gifts, the abilities that we've received from God to advance His kingdom on this earth. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank You just for this message. Brief though it was, it's poignant in that it reminds us that our entire life is to be a living, walking Talking sacrifice to you our lips give praise to your name our lives give credence to what we say so father as we approach this day we call thanksgiving may we approach it with thanksgiving being different because of what you have done for us we thank you for all of what you've done. In Christ's name, amen.